downloading content. Prepare for database expansion. What was my surname? Webb. Hi, I'm Franklin Webb. Hi, I'm Ray Arnold. I'm John Hammond. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have an expansion. We've played Jurassic Park Legacy of Isla Nublar with a tweak that I made myself, which I'm calling Chaos Mode. (laughs) (laughs) But as usual, business first. Just got one bit of business. Had a new listening territory. It's Iceland. Hey. So I'm going to say hello to Iceland, (laughs) to the Icelandic people. Is that where you went and ate that? sheep's head yes well done half a sheep's head it was um (laughs) unpleasant excellent do not power down your personal enjoyment unit yes so as i said then this week we have played jurassic world legacy of isla nubla usually it falls to someone to do a recap of just a reminder of of how the game works who wants it chaps well i was gonna ask a sort of related to that i was gonna ask if you could remind us why why the tweaks were required in the first place well yes or is that jumping again? <laughs> well, no, I can do that. So we got to the end of the Legacy campaign and it's, you know, one of its selling points was that, yes, it's endlessly replayable after you've completed the campaign. But what it meant by endlessly replayable was you just played the final mission over it. and over again, which was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, poachers on the island taking the dinosaurs. Volcano. Kind of the volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But all those amazing missions and all those characters from the rest of the series meant you were never going to use them again. So that's why I made the tweaks to bring all of those elements back in. Yes. Also the least fun of all the missions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. oh, just some that were more interesting. Like, yeah, exactly. Bounce all over the island and do stuff. So now do you want to give a recap of the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to grab the box. <laughs> Excellent. Quick, read the box. Oh, it's upside down. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to use it to remind myself. Yeah. So Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Ila Nubla, you have the island and it's divided up into different sectors and then each sector is made up of zones and you basically go around the board doing missions, diving into buildings, dealing with the dinosaurs that are on the board and roaming around, moving followers around, that sort of thing. There are the sector cards that dictate what the dinosaurs are going to do and sometimes you know what they're going to do, sometimes you don't depending on how well you've scoped out the island. There's, there are the round cards, there's five rounds and the idea is that you just need to successfully do all the round missions and do all the like building tasks before no sorry no you need to get to the end of round five without accruing five consequences basically yeah and usually that means doing all the round tasks dealing with all the buildings and you had to complete all your missions anyway so we still had to do all the building true true yes and you're essentially playing through the story of Ila Nublar as told through the film so you start like pre-Jurassic Park build the park kind of goes build the park assemble it run it and then it all goes things go wrong but yeah so the first change I made right because you unlock different dinosaurs as you go on through the campaign you got to the end and you hadn't unlocked all the dinosaurs Mm. there was three that you hadn't unlocked and that was you know so whatever options there was always going to be three dinosaurs that you didn't have and so every game was choose nine dinosaurs at random and play with those no 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 no. (laughs) this is Jurassic fucking park if you've got dinosaurs you're going to have them all there yeah exactly but one thing I did worry about obviously that made the island quite cluttered Mm -hmm. with lots of dinosaurs going on true it made it very 
carnivore have we as well? I think we were quite lucky that none of them actually killed each other because that was a very real risk. Yeah, there was a risk that it was just going to be two rounds and all the dinosaurs had eaten each other and you'd lost sort of thing. Yeah. But that didn't happen, so hooray, I'm happy <laughs> about that. I guess the only sort of tricky element, 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 the only tricky element was when it came to moving, activating the dinosaurs because there were so many. It was like, right, who's first? What are they going to do? Who, which one's that? You know. I'm sure you, you can imagine the game designers going, this is a bit of a hassle. Let's limit the number. Yes. That, that being their reasoning. Yes. Not having every dinosaur in play at once. But where's know, the you, fun you, in you, that? Yeah, indeed. You could. <laughs> and I think we, we were lucky in that, you know, when we, when we played the legacy version, we fairly strategic about where we put barriers and things so even with every dinosaur on the board stuff was still pretty contained for at least the first two or three rounds yeah there was enough fences imagine if you played the campaign like a total rem yeah just, like, <laughs> let's put all the dinosaurs I mean, in one let's be honest, middle we did, enclosure that was us about halfway through yeah, yeah. And uh, we were also quite lucky that we had beefed up a lot of their vitality so they could take the hits so we'd put some sturdy herbivores next yes. to a big pile of carnivores I was surprised I don't remember the Indoraptor are being so weak. No, we didn't I, have it for very long, though, so it didn't yeah, get much chance didn't to boost up. Beef opportunities. Like, yeah. And again, that's, we had it for like one game, maybe yeah. two games. And that's what it comes back to again, right? It's like, yeah, we only played two games with it. You know, some characters you could only have for certain certain missions. Mm-hmm. So because they're only in certain movies and then didn't show up again. Yeah. So once you moved on, they're gone. You never see them again. Yeah. Some dinosaurs you never see at all. It's just yeah. But so that leads me on to the next like the big change. Obviously each. Each round, each game, sorry, of the campaign, you had these round cards which told the story, brilliant, and you invariably had a mission to complete in each of the buildings. So all I did was I just took all of those missions and I made a deck of mission cards. I believe that's what I said I was going to do on the actual episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's plenty of ways that you could make this replayable using some of the previous bits. You know, deal out some of the random missions from before. So it's just a completely random, doesn't match any film or whatever. Boom, you've got the five rounds, the 45 actions, and here are your four random missions from the Jurassic Park franchise to complete in that time. See if you can or not. And so at the start of each game, you just deal out one random card. Like, this is your mission for the creation lab. This is your mission for the control room, whatever, whatever. So you know you've got one of those. And then a whole big deck of random round cards. So, all right, the storyline isn't going to make sense. We had, what, a VIP investor touring the island at the same time as Mercs were trying to poach. And then Lex and Tim were there and got like, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Each is like a relatively self-contained. And now this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it just gave us stuff to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Your thought, that's that's it. Your thought, it's the same game. Like, didn't change the game mechanics it just brought in as much of the previous sealed envelopes the previous campaign missions as possible and like that you know the volcano is on a card you can have the volcano it erupting. Can it can happen yeah. all the stuff okay. from the finale can happen just mixed with all the stuff of all the others as well because yeah you include all the random like a tour group needs to go and see yeah <laughs> yeah, so yeah go visit those <laughs> it would be interesting to know if we were lucky that everything that came up was doable or whether you know like what is the what is the game balance like now is it you know sometimes you play it and it's super super hard sometimes you play it and it's super easy yeah but also does it matter you know in the same way when you play Betrayal you know sometimes the the traitor you know once the haunt happens you find out that it's basically unwinnable as the traitor or vice versa it's unwinnable as the survivors the only way it could be unwinnable is if the round five card was randomly something that needed Needed more than one round to complete I think 
you could end up if you ended up with a lot of the finer ones. So if you had, you know, find the Triceratops, find Lex and Tim, like yeah. things that you're not necessarily going to achieve in a round. Because we were very lucky that your first dice roll you found Lex and Tim in the last round. But if you hadn't, we could spend the whole round doing that. And if that had been round four, and then round five was go and find three baby Triceratops scattered around the island, we would not have won. Yes, I also think so. The great we get these legacy, you know, we can choose legacy characters with their mm. legacy powers. But now that we're not in campaign mode, there are some characters that you just wouldn't choose. You know, like the no, ones that indeed. can build extra fences and extra roads, but our island is finished, so we can't. We, we don't yeah. need those. Yeah. Emergency ones might have been useful, but I think we're sort of clocks that building powers, kind of what you seem to want a balance of is someone for wrangling dinosaurs, somebody for buildings, somebody that's kind of a catch-all. Yeah. Like all of these good team games like Pandemic, you want a good mix of powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's it. That's the, that's the only thing that's the only things I changed just random yeah. missions all the I, dinosaurs yeah I think I think it works I think you know that game we played it worked out really well maybe other games wouldn't work out so well but it would be fun nonetheless yeah that is the reality mm. of Jurassic Park yeah, sometimes well, you can sure. go and visit and sometimes it's fun or you can go and visit and sometimes it's people die end of the world yeah <laughs> so I don't know if, if Prospero Hall are listening then I think that's an easy you know 25 quid little box of decks extra, of cards decks of cards and then people can play it forevermore yeah do absolutely. it Absolutely. Make it happen. Updating rule protocols. Shall we refrag? Sure. Sure. Start us off with fun, Moo. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go five. There was still a lot to do. We knew what we were doing and the unpredictable nature of what we had to do was quite exciting, I thought. Yeah, I would also rate it high. Uh, I'm going to go four. Yeah, very fun. Very, like, refreshing. It's nice that, you know, we haven't played the game, what, nearly a year, maybe? So it's it was yeah just nice to see all the different elements from the different parts of the campaign you know stuff from the very beginning like John Hammond and stuff from the, towards the end the dinosaurs we didn't see all that kind of stuff yeah I, I also went for a four I like the the random round because okay when if you knew you were playing a campaign mission that was roughly the story of Jurassic Park 3 you could sort of predict okay yeah. at some yeah. point Eric Kirby needs to do whatever blah 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 yeah, yeah. but this it could be anything. anything I think that sort of bumped it up the unpredictability you didn't know whether it was going to be a find quest or a, a whatever sort of thing. So that kept it fresh. Yes, yes, yes. Replayability? Four again. Very good compared to, I think, previously, you know, legacy games, replayability is never never that good. Or it's a balance between, like, it's, you know, guaranteed a set number of games. Yeah. But then that's it, you know, you can't necessarily play it again once you're done. But now, endless, endless fun. Endless. I'm going to go for also, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I've <laughs> replayability the fuck out of this. Well, Sure, right? It's all about replayability. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a five. I'm gonna toot my own horn. Yeah. Now with those decks, there's end. Well, not endless, but there's yeah, yeah. many, so many more combinations, indeed. and some would be difficult, some yeah. would be easy. So you know, it'd be a mix. Yeah, five. I think I'm also going to go with a four. Bitch. <laughs> hey, I'm the only one that gave you a five for fun. No, just that's <laughs> no, I think it's, yeah, fairly endlessly replayable. Sort of known. Same with the base game, though, in that you know you're going to have to do three or four of the buildings. is a bit more predictable. I really don't like the wire one. It's just, it's just kind of annoying. <laughs> I true. find that one frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Aesthetic, I will start. I'm going to go for a four. Obviously, the cards are handmade. I scanned in the originals and printed them out but they're still just cut out on bits of card and, and glued together and some of them are really small like you know whatever four I'm sticking with 
a five. I think I gave it a five last time as well because the aesthetic of the whole thing is very pretty. I know some of it is now handmade, so not yeah. quite the same, and the colour is slightly off, but not enough to drop it from a five for me because it's so pretty. And I have kept all the original cards, right? They're all just mm-hmm. in their envelopes. Yeah. It's fine. Four from me. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you don't notice that stuff's handmade when you're playing it. They're just, you know, it's the same artwork, the cool comic book style. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Back to me for gameplay. I want to give it a 4.5, but I know I'm not allowed. So. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, by rules of rounding, then I suppose it goes to a 5. It's got the same mechanic as the original, which I enjoyed. It's kind of predictable. It's easy to follow. It's fairly easy to pick up. There were a couple of things we had to refresh ourselves on, but I think there's a lot of rules to remember mm. in it. But I think straightforward, followable, and enjoyable gameplay, so I would keep it at five. I would say five as well, because there was none of the kind of extra admin around setting up the game that you might get in, when you're playing the legacy version, so it's just very quick to just mm-hmm. get on and play, which, you know, yes, the admin is fun when you're playing the legacy game, but the whole point is this is just a bit more bit more accessible, just to play it more often, and all that kind of thing. I'm going to go for a four, just because, like, yeah, nothing changed about the way the game works. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by how quickly we got back into it like just we knew what we were doing we were strategizing we <laughs> you guys were strategizing <laughs> and yeah we just picked it up i think the reason why i haven't given it a five is just because all right our game today worked out but i think you're right mm. there is that potential for you to get a really unbalanced random yeah. cycle yeah. which might dampen your experience <laughs> and enjoyment of it yeah, at fair. some point but that gives it a frag of 17.5 and the first time round it got a frag of 16. Ooh. And really, replayability is what let it down before. Mm-hmm. And he scored a three for yeah. replayability. Yeah. So I fixed that. Well done, me. Hey. <laughs> we mentioned when we were playing, actually, that we haven't brought up on here was the budget at the start. Mm. So I still haven't decided whether perhaps a small amount of budget for finer items at the start might be helpful to pay for set things like items or yeah. goats or things but have a set amount so we could maybe build an extra barrier if we wanted to that is quite mm. that's a good element that they and we checked the rules didn't we mm. when you're replaying the finale it says skip the prologue which is where you do the budget stuff but I think yeah but for yes. the finale I guess you wouldn't have park employees and things there because the island's Cause the park empty is at that point wrecked. it's not a park mm. is it? yes but I think you're right definitely the ability to buy goats and mm, yeah. stuff would be so, helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, um, yeah. yeah. Maybe go, oh, I want to buy, just like, buy three extra items or something. But I don't know how you would work out optimal budget because in the legacy game it was, you know, you have earned this much or you have been this useless, so have a bit more money. Because I wonder... Oh, no, go on. Right. I was just thinking you could go through round cards and r- rank them in terms of how difficult they are because some would be objectively more difficult than others. Oh. And then on the back of them, so when they're in their like face down question mark mode have like a little yeah. sticker that says like budget two budget whatever so, so you, you get you the get budget that's based on the difficulty yeah. of your oh. So sum up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you'd know going but, in then if you were going to get absolutely shafted if you had like budget five. True, you'd know. <laughs> but then on, this round is be quite be fun because yeah. it'd be like, oh god, that's you know something <laughs> bad is coming up, but we don't quite know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> then I guess what we need to do, we, me, I, yeah. is come up with a scale. And would you? Mm. Would the building missions also have a budgetable? I'd have it as a contemporary, <laughs> so you could pay for a robe, but only for that game. So it would cost the same amount, and you could put 
put in, say, mm. an extra road or an extra barrier that's there. Yeah, yeah, round. but I, 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 know, I think the, the, the building missions oh, are too, like, you know, the little cards oh, that come in. Yeah. I think they would be too unpredictable because you start with a random. Because it depends yeah. on in theory, what they should, the tiles are dealt out as On as average, well. be the same difficulty each time, sort of. That's true. Interesting. But yes, I might add a budget element. Mm. Hmm. Got Christmas holidays coming up, something to keep you busy. Oh, I'm not going to reprint all I've literally no, I'm just going to write it in pen. I'll just put like a get a little little round sticker. Yes. And just write like a yeah. coin number. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Easy, 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 easy. I like that idea. Thanks. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a win the first time. It's still a win. Still yes, a win. Still a win. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Excellent. So that still keeps the scores at 121 to the gamers, 41 to the haters. <laughs> yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've been Phil. I've been Mario. I've been Patrick. And remember, non relinquim in Arca Perculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on X at Fun Organised. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye. Transfer complete. Thank you.